Welcome, my lovelies. Welcome to another Naked Football Show. I'm delighted to welcome uh, Phil Mellon, otherwise known as Black Sheep Lad. You can find him on Twitter at Black Sheep Lad, all one word. A guy who's still alive despite having COVID twice and uh, still suffering from long COVID. Phil, how are you? I'm okay. Um, having a reasonable day today so far. But yeah, overall, I'm not great. <laughs> so you've had COVID twice now, haven't you? That's That's correct, yeah. Maybe you're using up other people's COVIDs, which is probably a good thing. So how's it been? I mean, what is second time worse than first time? The same, different? Um, I was having this discussion this morning with someone, and I think second time was a little bit more moderate. Um, didn't didn't last quite as long in terms of um, the initial storm of it, as it were. Because um, when I was originally over there back in March last year, I was ill for about five, five, six weeks with it, which then led on to other things. This time... I think it's been a couple of weeks and then I seem to have settled down, um, you know, stopped having the temperature spikes, et cetera, et cetera. So you, are you actually feeling better? So if you count the first lot and go straight to the second lot, how long have you actually had it for, roughly? Um, in total? <laughs> <laughs> or do you mean... Yeah, in total. I mean, because obviously there wasn't... I can't believe there's a great gap between the first and the second time, was there? Well, so... Effectively, I suppose there was like an eight-month gap between the oh, two okay. infections. But, you know, because I'd had the sort of long COVID of it, mm. I had other things going on. Um, so I've not been well since March last year, basically, um, in some way, shape or form. Um, but obviously the two sort of spikes around having the, the, the virus itself were, were the worst bit. So you're coming up to your anniversary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to celebrate it. Um, possibly, possibly with a lot of coughing, I don't know. But... Possibly with a lot of coughing and a vaccine with any luck. Yeah, yes, that would be good. Do you? Um, I don't suppose you get preference for a vaccine, even though you've had it, do you? Well, I do, but not because I've had it. Um, it's because one of the things that came after it was diabetes. Right. Um, so I'm now seen as technically vulnerable where I wasn't before I had it um, back in March. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I'm in the fourth group of people, or, or something <laughs> like that. Um, if they ever get to the fourth group of people um, who, who are clinically vulnerable, who, who would be getting it? So uh, yeah, maybe sometime in 2022. <laughs> so the bad news is you had two bats of COVID, but the good news is it gave you a, a, a susceptibility, so you get a yeah. you get an early vaccine. Yeah, well, every cloud, as they say, I get free free prescriptions as well. <laughs> so, I mean. To be honest, it wasn't really worth it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> well, you, on the bright side. things you go through for your art. Should we go straight to football now? Should we get rid of the the, the bad stuff and go to the even worse stuff? <laughs> yeah, let's right. try and cheer ourselves up. So, briefly, what have you made of the season so far? Despite the fact it ended for us about a month ago. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the positive news is we're unbeaten since the twelfth of December. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's been really weird, I think. I mean, I've watched just a reasonable amount on iPlayer. Obviously, I haven't been able to go to any actual games. We just don't look coherent, I don't think. We, we have little brief spells where, we, where I think, oh, it's all clicking into place um, and we're playing this lovely passing, attacking football. But we don't seem to be able to sustain that, you know, yeah. for, for any, anything like 90 minutes. I don't know. I think we we sort of have this view of ourselves that we should be doing better um it worries me that we might have found our level um because we're not blowing anyone away you know no we're in a reasonable position obviously you know missed a few games but we're still sitting what three points off second place mm. but i think you know if we start playing again 
this Saturday and we have a run of games, now is crucial. If we can't establish ourselves in the top two, or certainly the upper part of the playoffs, you know, in the next sort of 10 games, I, I think, you know, we may have blown it again, um, which would be a real shame, obviously. That's, of course, if we actually get to play all those games, <coughs> given what else is going on. Indeed. Thoughts on uh, Lambert? Um, I said to you before when, when I was on your breakfast show, I'm never one to call for the manager's head, really. Never, ever have. Uh, apart from, actually, John Lyle, um, which in <laughs> hindsight, I wish I hadn't. Um, but when he kind of went remote and upstairs and, and wasn't really appearing, um, the, the, I think the communication around that was bad. But I think Lambert's got to be on his last sort of chance saloon type uh, area, I would mm. say. I, mean, I, know, I know for a lot of people, they say, well, he's gone through his last chance. So he's out and down the street. Um, you know, I think if we can't challenge strongly for promotion this season, then I think you, you're going to have to say, well, he's had a chance, you know, several times to kind of invest in the squad, train the players to play in the way he wants them to. Um, and that doesn't seem to be happening. I mean, when he came in, I thought this is a really good managerial signing. We'd obviously had a weird interlude with Paul Hurst in between, which just yeah. didn't seem to work. And it was very unlike us to have such a short spell for a manager. Um, and there was obviously the hangover from Mick, the end of Mick McCarthy era. And I just thought, oh, he'll be, he'll be decent. And I didn't I didn't blame him for us going down because I thought there was a lot of damage done early season, not just in terms of points, but also in terms of the squad. But since we've been down, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be able to. Hey, we've never really had a settled team, and partly that's injuries and illness, but it's also, I'm not sure he knows what his best first 11 are, um, or even necessarily what formation he wants to play on a, on a regular weekly basis. Um, so, as I say, I think, I think the next few games are crucial, and certainly where we end up at the end of the season is crucial for what, you know whether we have a change or not. I'll ask you uh, towards the end what uh, if I get if we get the chance to um, what you think the difference will make when we get if and when we get these fit players back um, and of course mm. we don't know I'm guessing I'm not seeing any news lately on who's going to be fit for Saturday so interesting no. shall we um, on to emails and tweets Ian low staff Ian hello boy uh, good evening GB and BS lad the BS lad that's a bit worrying um, yes look- I was going to say I'm not sure I want that short <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, looking forward to a great show happy new year to both and blues everywhere cheers Ian send to you uh, what hopes for this season now we're once again in lockdown and regular testing of players is on us is finishing a realistic possibility or should we draw stumps now well there's one for you slow ball cricket analogy there thoughts hmm. um no. I think I think I'm, I'm not convinced we'll finish the season. <clears throat> if I'm being honest, I mean they've been talking about a hiatus in the Premier League, haven't they? Mm. Which they didn't really talk about last time. Um, and so I, I think if they if they you know, if they're going to stop the Premier League, they'll stop all football, won't they? I mean, obviously yes. at the moment under the current thing, they're saying stay open, but. I think the more disruption you have, like we've had, you know, if you get half a dozen players who test positive. You know, if, if that keeps happening, so it wasn't just us, was it? We two of the games because of us, and then Accrington, not Accrington, Fleetwood, um, yeah, Fleetwood, yeah. 
yeah, uh, Fleetwood then had their their, their negative tests. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know. Maybe Swindon might have a load of uh, sorry positive yeah. tests at the end of Saturday. And I think when you start getting into that cycle where you're stopping every third game or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's not it's not really a proper season anymore, is it? Because you've got no flow or momentum to what you're doing. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if we get to yeah you know, maybe mid February and <clears throat> and that's all reviewed and and perhaps. But what what we'd want to do, obviously, given last season's debacle, is get ourselves into the playoffs before that happens, just in case they decide to play the playoffs, mm. you know, in May, June time or something. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Actually. Yeah, that's a good thought. I didn't think of that. Um, and, of course, you've got to try and finish the season somehow, even if they do what they did at the end of last season, because, of course, we have the Euros coming up as well, don't we, after that? Yeah. Um, Mark Tuxford. Hello, Mark. Evening, chaps. Janoy Danassian. Discuss. Some fans feel he's been harshly treated, while others believe he's been a waste of 750k. With a move likely to happen, what are your thoughts on him during his time at the club? I saw this question earlier, so I was doing a little bit of research. um, Because I've not seen him play a lot, because none of us have really, have we? Um, (laughs) um, Certainly not this season. So he's only played three times this season. um, And that's mostly been in the um, EFL Cup, hasn't it? Um, whereas last season he got 19 games, so I suppose given the season was curtailed, he played most games, didn't he? Mm. I, I mean, I think he'll he, obviously if um, Vincent Young comes back and is fit, he plays ahead of Danassian every time. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we're playing um, Chambers out there at the moment, and he's doing okay. Um, I, I always prefer Chambers as a centre back. I, I just I'm not sure about him pace wise. When he's out wide, his, his reading of the game, I think, is decent, but his, his pace sometimes gets him caught out. But I think the couple of times I've seen Danassian, he's not massively quick either, is he? He's probably but better going forward than he is defending, isn't he? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But then I mean, Vincent Young is probably, I would say, our most naturally gifted player in the squad at the moment. Certainly, mm. a few times I've seen yeah. him play. So it's a real shame that he's had this run of injuries, um, and he's. A, a real attacking threat, but he's also good at getting back quickly. Um, you know, matching up with whoever's against him. Mm. I, th- I think Zanassian is a squad player for us. I don't think we get rid of him um, because I don't think we've got enough strength in depth to do so at this point. Um, but it does seem a shame that someone who's probably one of the more expensive purchases recent seasons hasn't hasn't seen a lot of, of football. And I don't know whether that's because um, he's not rated. You know, whether Lambert doesn't rate him whether he's had niggly injuries, whether he's, you know, just down the pecking order behind what we've already got. Um, he's versatile. I mean, he, he can allegedly play across the back four. I think he's played midfield for us as, at one point Yeah, as, as well. So I think he's a useful squad player, but he, he doesn't appear to have set the world alight, certainly not for the money that he's uh, we paid for him. I do get the impression Lambert is looking to offload well, he says yeah. he's looking to off to to three, so I wonder if he is one of them. Uh, Harry Ken, hello, Harry. Uh, good evening, fellow you lunatics. What do you make of MM sacking in Cyprus? Seems odd just after signing Joey Garner. Well, maybe it was because he signed Joe Garner. What are your thoughts? Um, not, I, don't, I haven't followed his career uh, that closely <laughs> to, to to comment on what the, what what his record is at that club. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mick is a decent manager. His track record historically is 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 you know strong. Um, and he was good for us for for a period, certainly. Uh, I suppose Ipswich fans will start then going, "Well, he's available. Should we be bringing him back?" 
I, I don't think it's a great idea to go back. That's not going to happen. Um, I wouldn't have thought. Think I think that. the bridges have probably been burnt there. I think so. Absolutely. For all sorts. For all sorts of reasons. Absolutely. Um, so you know, good luck to him. You know, whatever he goes on to next, but I don't think um, I don't think he'll be coming near us. He lasted less uh, less time than Paul Hurst, didn't he? Um, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Nuts, happy new naked, happy naked New Year. Thank you, Mrs. Nuts. The same to you. Uh, hey, we should beat Swindon on Saturday, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? We should, shouldn't we? <laughs> Brett Pittman won't score, will he? He won't score, will he? There you go. Get the gist there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> goal to Brett scored, Pittman. Yeah, he scored three goals in his five league games for them this season. So. Because there's every statistical chance that he will score, and of course we're not we're not great with former players coming back. Um, you know they often often seem to uh, score or have an influence on the game against us. Um, I, it's difficult to predict a game when we've had that break that was enforced, and I don't know how many players have been ill for how long. Do you know what I mean? Has he been able to train the whole squad across that time, or has it been bitty? Because mm. um, obviously, if they were all isolating, they couldn't train properly together anyway. Um, so it's a bit of a difficult one to predict as to whether we'll be in a coherent, you know, yeah. form as a team because we, we just haven't got anything to go off. I mean, yeah. I hope, hope, I hope we do what we've been doing a bit of, which is not playing that well but winning games by the odd goal. Um, you know, I'd, I'd take that at this stage. But, and a half decent referee would help. They've been atrocious. And that would that would help. Uh, well, Carl- League One standard seems to be just weirdly lower, doesn't it? Oh, just unbelievable. Um, Carl Fuller, hello, Carl. If, if it gets mentioned that we always lose when live on TV, remember we're unbeaten in two, never lost a game shown live on the ninth of a month, <laughs> and have a have a hundred percent winning record against Swindon in, in live TV games. Being positive, hashtag. Yeah, some interesting statistics there. Um, I think one of my favourite ever games when I've been to see Tam was against Swindon um, in the old... Uh, was that the 6-0 away? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'd gone down just on spec, I think. I don't think I brought a ticket of arts, went down. And it was a lovely sunny day and we were sat on a massive or open terrace. Yes, I was there. Stood, yeah. um, you know, and we scored early and just never looked like not winning, which mm. is unusual feeling you know with the switch to actually be relaxed sort of half an hour into a game i think that um, we, we had both ends of the ground as well didn't we if i remember that's right, right yeah. yeah and I, I remember them chanting you'll be playing us next year as in you're not getting promoted mm. to which our response was can we play you every week yeah. um which you know is good good banter and fun so yeah that was one of my favorite ever games so it'd be lovely lovely if we could replicate that this saturday Indeed. Thanks, Carl. Uh, Edward Burton. Hello, Edward. Um, thoughts, questions and abuse. This might be a thoughtless, abusive question. Would you have Big, Big Mick back? Anybody? He's available. Well, you've answered that, haven't you? We have. We have. I, uh, I think not. I think um, let's move move on. Um, <laughs> leave, think, leave, let the history lie where it is. Yeah, I think uh, as long as Marcus Evans is here, he's not going to be able to... No. ...to ask him that, is he? Uh, Julian Watkins. Hello, Julian. Happy New Year, that's all. Thank you. Thank you very much, Julian. And the same to you you. and yours. On to emails, etc. This is one from Edward. It's a long one. I'm going to leave that, Edward, if you don't mind, just for a minute, just to see if we can get it in, because it's a long one. From Ben. Ben, who lives in Australia... Um, with his weekly weather forecast, no doubt. Hi, GB and BSL. Happy New Year to you and the listeners. 
As I was born in Swindon, the first game of 2021 is a fixture I didn't think I'd see unless Swindon got promoted to the championship. My question is a bit on the negative side. Could the new year bring some good luck and get us back to the championship? Or will we be stuck in the third tier for a while or worse and maybe one day playing the likes of Harrogate? Well, Mrs Nuts would be pleased if we play Harrogate. PSGB, nothing of note weather-wise. However, we are sitting in our bedroom with the aircon on due to the heat. Hashtag muggy. Yeah, well, thanks again for rubbing our noses in it, Ben. <laughs> Not only have we got a horrible COVID, or even a guest with COVID, we've actually got crap weather as well. So, but, oh, talking of which, Ben, do you know um, Austin Trafford? Do you know him? He emailed in last week. He also gave a weather report, you'll be pleased to know, and he lives in Sydney. I know there's only two people who live in Sydney, so you must know him. Now, if you don't, his name's Austin Trafford. I don't know if you... If you know, he's a fellow town fan. I'm matchmaking now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ben. Um, slower ball. Good evening, DJ Tractor G. Good evening, BSL. <laughs> Love the show. Thank you, mate. Great to see another Northwest-based guest on tonight's show. So, under the recent introduction, introduced lockdown measures, only elite sport can continue. Does the panel consider what our club has become? Is now bordering on the amateur. Even when we were achieving, in quotes, we've always been the plucky underdogs punching above our weight, cobbled together on a shoestring, budget managed astutely by those with exceptional tactical and man management skills. Given the very recent departure of Joey Barton from Fleetwood, a club who have overachieved, is it just our injuries that's keeping Lambert in the job? Keep smiling. God bless Kevin Horlock. Thank you for that uh, slow ball. Um, and slow ball, by the way, Phil is also a big uh, fan of Badly Drawn Boy. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, and a few others that you like, just to say. So I can, as a second matchmaking tweet or yeah. email, <laughs> thoughts, well, I'll, I'll... if you remember the question? Give... Yeah, well, I think it's just a real shame that we are where we are. I mean, I, I started going in the, my well, first month was in the eighty eighty one season when I was, 10 years old and probably had no idea how good we were at that point um but you know obviously sort of through that period source in when we went up in uh 92 in the premier league and obviously saw us in the playoffs all those times and, and and then promoted and finishing fifth in the premier league you know under george burley and you know when we first came back into the championship i think we all probably thought oh we'll be down for a couple of seasons and then we'll get back up again and maybe we'll become a bit of a Watford as they were in that time where mm. they were sort of yo-yoing between, you know, Norwich have done a bit of it too, haven't they, in sort of championship um, and then Premier League and then back to the championship and then back up to Premier League. Um, but we, we, you know, apart from sort of a couple of seasons, we never really looked like coming back up. Um, and I think, I suppose, a lot of us might have settled for being a reasonable championship club, you know, mm. maybe challenging for playoffs, um, every other season or whatever, we might have settled for that. We certainly would have settled for that if we'd known what the alternative was. And yeah, it, just, it does worry me now because obviously, uh, you know, Mark Evans has put a lot of money into the club in terms of the way he's supported the club over time and, and debt, etc. But we're not a big spender, um, and we're not even allowed to be a big spender, are we anymore? No. Under the, the cap rules so we the only way we're going to get up is if we continue to develop young players um, and get the odd you know free signing that turns out to be a, a genius one and we've got some real potential in the squad in terms of the younger players just don't seem to quite sort of gelled you know, properly this season and I know some of them had injuries so I think someone like Teddy Bishop you know is an incredibly good player but has not 
had, had had long period out and then has not consistently shown that form all the way through. But if you could get people like him, you know, uh, at night and one or two others, Jack Lancaster playing their full potential alongside you know, a bit more experience in the squad, I think we could do well. But it just worries me that, you know, perhaps our better players will continue to leave us. And particularly if we don't go up this season, you know, people will want to move on if they're, they've got that potential to be in the championship or higher. Um, and, you know, we were then relying on loans and hoping that they work out. Uh, some of which do, some of which don't. So yeah, I think I wouldn't describe us as amateur, but I would describe us as, as um, teetering, you know, on the, on the brink of becoming something less than we've, that we've been historically. Um, you know, I, I just think we need to get back up into the championship as quickly as possible. And then we look at the managerial situation and the investment situation to see whether we can do better. I mean, someone's just swooped in, haven't they, and bought um, Burnley um, with sort of big investment coming in. Mm. They're already doing they're already doing okay in the Premier League anyway because they've got a great manager. But you know, I don't, I don't know whether we need something like that where someone comes in and makes the right offer. Um, you know, with a solid financial backing behind them. To, to take us on but in the meantime we've got to keep developing the youngsters and giving them chances although I understand today or looked at today's uh, those were the days said Elkham Baggett has refused a contract has turned down a contract and he's supposed to be uh, one for the future Only and that's nine... worrying isn't it if yeah. our if people who are not even playing first team football you know or barely playing first team football are already turning us down um <laughs> That's a worry. Well, especially, yeah, and in this case, they're two premiership sides in Leeds and West Ham. So, yeah, and again, we have players out of contract as well at the end of the season, don't we? Well, it's, it, again, that's why it makes it almost sort of um, vital that we get up there in a challenging situation so that, A, people sign their contracts because they can see potential going forward and that we can attract decent players and retain the decent ones we've got in the future. Um, it's all a bit depressing, really, isn't it? <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly, mate. <laughs> I can't imagine a more depressing year that we've just had, and this year, starting of this year, doesn't seem any much better at all. Um, on to Edward. Thanks, Edward, for your um, for your email or your tweet. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a long one, so it's hard to uh, to go through the whole lot. But um, he he starts by saying, "I'd never contribute to a pod which would have me as a." contributor that's a great so mark's saying of course uh, except he didn't use the word pod since you've been kind or foolish enough to invite me to contribute to this week's show i will offer in a slightly be careful what you wish for kind of way the following retrospective prediction um this day in 1976 or this, the, the day on saturday and it was liverpool three if it's town three which was a cracking game and actually Paul Cooper made of one uh, uh, an infrequent error in that game and I go banging on about Paul Cooper but I just looked at the video again and he did make a bit of a cock up at the beginning but um, yeah three all thoughts on uh, Saturday Phil because we've pretty much run out of time mate um, well let's, let's hope for a narrow win let's hope everyone comes back refreshed from their either enforced lockdown or, or being um and let's just start the new year with with a win and see if we can build on that. Yeah, as you as you um, sorry as you intimated at the beginning of the show, it's going to be hard to predict a, a score for this one simply because we don't know how anyone's going to play, who's going to play, and yeah. what fitness is going to be like. Hopefully, it'll be a lovely surprise. 
<laughs> can't have any more surprises this year. Thank you for that, Phil. Brilliant stuff. I hope you feel better soon, mate. And uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for don't, me don't, don't get it three times, otherwise you'll be in the newspapers. And uh, no, not for that. <laughs> thanks everyone for your contributions. Thanks everyone for listening, and a happy new year to you all. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.